Welcome to the 88th episode of I Wrote This News. Today is Thursday, April 7, 2022. I hope you're having a great day. Let's get to some news. Today's story, social or not, truth is hard to come by, Trump folks learn. Donald Trump's Truth Social, a Twitter lookalike where posts are called truths, has seen a glimpse of reality, and it ain't pretty. The app's downloads have plunged so low that it has fallen off the app store charts. The company is losing investors, executives, and attention. And though his adult sons just joined, Trump himself hasn't posted there in weeks. Devin Nunes, the former member of Congress from California who gave up the seat that he held for 19 years to run the company, had said the app would be fully operational by the end of March. But it has been hamstrung by technical issues, including a waiting list that has blocked hundreds of thousands of potential users during its crucial first weeks online. Trump has privately fumed about the app's slow rollout and has mused about joining other platforms such as Getter, one of its biggest competitors. According to people familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the subject. The former president so far has written only one post, or truth on the platform, writing on February 14th, quote, get ready, your favorite president will see you soon. Lots of startups hit bumps along the road, but Truth Social may be facing existential challenges. Following the departure of the company's chief legal officer, Lori Hayer Bednar, two more key execs have jumped ship, Josh Adams and Billy Boozer, the company's chiefs of technology and product development, both have resigned their senior posts at a critical juncture for the company's smartphone app release plans, according to two sources familiar with the venture. Adams and Boozer worked at a level just below Wes Moss and Andy Latinsky, both former castmates on The Apprentice, Trump's hit reality TV show, according to a source familiar with the venture. Moss and Latinsky have been the senior, day-to-day -day leadership running the company since it started last summer, the source said. Yep, you heard that right, the CEO of the company is former Congressman Devin Nunes, whose sole corporate experience appears to be running his family's dairy business. The two men tasked with daily operations of the venture were a couple of dudes that Trump met on his reality TV show. What could go wrong? A lot, apparently. In addition to the technical troubles that Truth Social can't seem to shake, there's an increasing chance that Trump will find a larger audience elsewhere, including Twitter, which permanently banned him from its platform last January. It was revealed Monday that Tesla CEO Elon Musk took a 9.2% stake in Twitter, making him the largest shareholder of the company. Musk was named to the company's board of directors Tuesday. Musk had taken aim at Twitter and its free speech policies prior to his stake being unveiled. He had earlier also suggested creating an alternative to Twitter. Musk said a new social media platform would consist of a, quote, open source algorithm, one where free speech and adhering to free speech is given top priority, one where propaganda is very minimal. Many believe Musk will push to limit policies on free speech on Twitter, which could lead to bringing back prominent users who have been banned, like Trump. Babylon Bee, a satirical news site, was recently banned from Twitter. Musk has been a fan of the Babylon Bee and often shares their posts. Digital World Acquisition Corp., the company behind Truth Social, has seen its stock price cut in half over the past month. Twitter's stock price, on the other hand, has risen by about 50% over that same time frame. All of this means that we may see Truth Social crash and burn just the same way that his blog was shuttered after a short 29 days, but only at the cost of having Trump return to Twitter. April 7th is the 97th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. 268 days remain until the end of the year. In the United States, it's also National Beer Day. April 7th marking the day that the Cullen-Harrison Act was enacted after having been signed into law by President Franklin D. Roosevelt on March 22, 1933. This led to the 18th Amendment being repealed on December 5, 1933, with the ratification of the 21st Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Now it's time for On This Date in History. 
On this date in 529, first draft of the Corpus Juris Civilis, a fundamental work in jurisprudence, is issued by Eastern Roman Emperor Justinian I. 1141, Empress Matilda becomes the first female ruler of England, adopting the title Lady of the English. 1795, the French First Republic adopts the kilogram and gram as its primary unit of mass. 1927, Ed&T transmits the first long-distance public television broadcast from Washington, D.C. to New York City, displaying the image of Commerce Secretary Herbert Hoover. 1940, Booker T. Washington becomes the first African-American to be depicted on a United States postage stamp. 1948, the World Health Organization is established by the United Nations. Celebrating birthdays today are politician Jerry Brown, director Francis Ford Coppola, singer Patricia Bennett, singer John Oates, singer Janice Ian, actor Jackie Chan, actor Russell Crowe, actor Bill Bellamy, and economist activist Daniel Ellsberg. He turns 91 today. Happy birthday to all of them. And if your birthday is today, a very happy birthday to you as well. By the way, if you or someone you know is having a birthday and would like us to announce it on the show, leave us a voice message or send an email. The links are in the show notes. Today's news was brought to us by Reuters, The Washington Post, Benzinga, and the website that's the definition of truth gone social, Wikipedia. If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard today, or if you have a suggestion, please send us a note at I wrote this news. All one word at thatradioshow.com. That email address one more time is I wrote this news, all one word at thatradioshow.com. One more thing. If this podcast sounds a little funny, that's because it's also an experiment. All of the vocals were generated using AI technology. Hopefully the show will sound different and better as the tech improves and as we improve at using it. I'm Bob Meese, hoping you have an amazing day. We'll get together again soon.